Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com, and on the top right, there's a button that says Email Kim. Fill that out, and that's it. I always like to kick things off with something super interesting. And if you recently lost a job, you know how hard it is to fill out all these different applications at the various sites. But here's the story. Julian Joseph is a programmer, and he was laid off. And he was filling out all those applications. And he's like, wow, this does not make a lot of sense. AI could do the work. So he found Lazy Apply. All he had to do was fill out some basic information about the jobs he wanted and then just click a button. Then he watched the bot go through applications on LinkedIn and Indeed. Now, this is really something. The bot applied to 1,000 jobs overnight, 1,000 jobs. As whole, it applied to 5,000 jobs for Joseph. So he applied for 300 jobs. The AI bot applied for 5,000 jobs. How many interviews do you think he got? Which one was better? Well, when he applied himself to 300 jobs, he got 20 interviews. When the bot applied and uh, to 5,000 jobs, it got how many? You ready for it? 20 interviews. So uh, the AI bot is not the easy ticket. Hey, you're about ready to get more tech smarts because every single thing is now a tech thing. I'm, of course, Kim Commando. Uh, your beloved digital goddess here with you. It's the biggest show. It's the best show. It's the most trusted show about all things digital. And it's your first time tuning in. A huge welcome to you and to our returning listeners. It's always great to have familiar faces. You can find my award-winning show on over 420 top stations across the United States. We're streaming in your favorite radio app. Just search for my last name, Commando. And you can find us as a podcast, as a webcast, commercial-free, over inside the Commando community. Just hit commando.com and hit that button that says commando community and a big hello goes out to all of our listeners in the army the navy the air force the marine corps the coast guard and space force in 175 different countries who are joining us on the american forces network radio serving more than 375,000 american servicemen and women and our t-mobile unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 is the way to join us and i need two things from each and every one of you okay number one Tell one person. That's all. Tell one person, even if you're just like walking down the street, it's like some random person, you could just tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, do you listen to Game Commando? You should. Just search for Commando with a K in your favorite podcast player or over at your iHeart app or your radio app, whatever it may be. Just tell one person because that's the best and easiest way for us to grow the show and also our pods. And number two is give me some feedback. Tell me what you want to hear more of. Head over to commando.com. Hit that link that says email Kim. I read every single note that you sent. All right, you can count on me to check out at least 35 to 40 different websites every single day to make sure that you and I are both up to date. And here are the top five things you need to know right now. And let's talk about lawyers. We all know the stereotypes of lawyers is that they're dry. They're calculating. They're super smart. They act like a robot. Now, if you're a lawyer... I have so many friends who are lawyers. You know, I'm just kidding. I love all you guys and gals. But in the future, instead of speaking to a robotic lawyer, you could be dealing with a lawyer that is a robot. That's right. For the first time ever, 
an AI chatbot negotiate a legal contract with another AI chatbot. No humans involved at all. It was just a demo from a company called Luminance. And the AI acted within just a few minutes and negotiated an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. And I watched what it did. Now, one of the chatbot opens up a doc in Word by email. The other AI analyzes it. They make changes based on parameters. It highlights the risky clauses. And then the other one sends over the other change. The other one accepts the change. It doesn't agree with this. There's only one thing that was missing on this legal agreement, a human signature. Uh, moving on to number two, oh, ads are coming everywhere. Back in June, Uber introduced ads within its apps. When you request a ride, it's going to play video commercials while you wait for it. And Uber's now sticking ads wherever they can, even if you pay for the ride. And back then, the CEO said, we have two minutes of your time. We know where you are. We know where you're going. We know where you've eaten. We can use that to target an ad to you. Okay. So now it's kind of like, oh, maybe I could do that with my app too. So my cue, Chamberlain Garage Doors, I have one of these. And I was really kind of, I don't know, kind of ticked off about this, is that they now say you can't use their service or their tech with smart home hubs, think Google and Amazon. Instead, you have to use their app. And on the Android side, it's filled with a lot of advertisements. Uh, Another one, when you buy the Amazon smart TV for cheap, guess what? You thought you were getting a deal. Mm, Not so much. This past week, Amazon said you're going to get a whole bunch of advertisements. You're going to see banner ads on your home screen taking up half the television screen. Oh, that's a bad one. You have to know that before you buy an Amazon TV for sure. Uh, Moving on to number three, this is really disturbing to me. And it happened in San Francisco. We've talked about it here on the show, about Waymo and GM's Cruise. They're the biggest robo-taxis out there. Cruise Cruise taxis are so unsafe that they're now recalling 950 of them across the United States. A woman was dragged by one of the robo-taxis 20 feet, ouch, on the pavement down the street. Uh, State regulators found that Cruz withheld footage from the incident. And beyond this, they're saying that Cruz knew that there were big problems in the autonomous driving system, but they still put him on the road. Internal docs received by The Intercept revealed that Cruz was aware that their technology had problems identifying children on the street. What? You still put them on the street? They continued to expand the robo-taxi service, let the cars drive autonomously. Without a driver. Um, wow. And if a car is going to drive around without a driver, it really needs to be perfect. Cruise put a lot of lives in danger. Uh, let's move on to number four. We're going to change gears just a little bit. We're talking about a 21-year-old guy that turned $300 into a half a million dollar business per year. What? How happened? His name's Jason Sia. Like me, loves cars. And when I saw the storyline, I'm like, I had to pass along to you. He's from Honolulu, and when he was a high school senior, he wanted to get enough money to buy a new car because his mom passed along an SUV. And he's like, Mom, a dude does not drive an SUV. He had 300 bucks. He bought a vinyl printer, started selling car bumper stickers on Snapchat. He printed one of Ashaka, uh, the flag of Hawaii, became a big hit. And he did all this out of his parents' 1,000-square-foot apartment. He's still in college at the University of Hawaii, Uh, His business is up to $38,000 a day. Oh, my gosh, $38,000 a day. So cool. Uh, I told my son, Ian, about this guy. I'm like, hey, you guys are the same age. Here's a little inspiration for you. Ian's like, Mom, I'm going to law school. I'm like, all right, all right, I'll give you a break. 
But, you know, what are you doing like on Fridays when you don't have school? Okay. And finally, this coming in at number five, beam me up, Scotty. There's a lot of Star Trek tech, isn't there, that you might want. The transporter. Oh, I'd love that. The tricorder to heal wounds. The holodeck. Um, just be transported anywhere that you want. Of all the Star Trek in the world, what does Star Trek creator Gene Rottenberry's son want the most? The original model for the USS Enterprise. It's been lost for decades until this past week. It was found. Star Trek fans spotted the three-foot original model for the Enterprise for sale on eBay for $1,000. Now, the son says, hey, this was my dad's. He died. It belongs to me, and I want it back from whoever listed it. You know, speaking of eBay, I recently purchased a car on eBay that used to be owned by Bonnie Tyler. That's right, by Bonnie Tyler. Every now and then, it falls apart. Since our founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses, and governments. As a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing, cyber threats are evolving, and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. Let CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. Visit our website to learn more. I have to tell you what's going on in Toledo, Ohio. Local law enforcement is encouraging residents to register their home security cameras with the city. Well, why would they want that? Well, police could access your camera's footage, here's the key, without a subpoena. So you can register your home or business security cams with the city, and just like that, the police actually get a shortcut to review any type of crime footage. Now, the Toledo Police Department is working with a system called FUSIS, and the company that makes it says it's the industry's first cloud-based, rapidly deployable, real-time crime center. Okay, let me tell you what that means. If a crime pops up in an area, the police can, at just a click of the button, request access to all the nearby registered cameras to scope out the scene. It also uses a little bit of AI, like everything else in life, right, to monitor and scan for suspects, maybe people wearing certain clothing or look for cars. And it's not just in Ohio. It's springing up all across the country, small, big towns, you name it. Well, Joseph Cox is a journalist and co-founder of 404 Media. And if you have not checked out this website, let me tell you, they do some really great investigative work. Uh, They took a deeper look into this system and how law enforcement is using it. And joining us right now is Joseph himself. Hello there, Joseph. Hi, thank you for having me. So break down what this camera system is and how it works. Sure. So ordinarily, when you have a security camera, you know, maybe you have one at the 7-Eleven, maybe there's one at the library, maybe there's one at City Hall or something like that. These are all independent, right? They're all siloed. They don't really communicate with each other. What this company aims to do is bring them all together. So law enforcement can look at all of them simultaneously, or as you say, request data from them at once. So rather than going out to all those locations, they can radically streamline sort of the investigative process 
process there. And in my opinion, that's not just a matter of speed. It sort of qualitatively changes what a security camera actually means once they're all connected to one another. Well, because it comes to be part of this surveillance state, right? I mean, there you can, I mean, there's always the plus side. If there's a crime, we will have all that footage instantly. But there's also the downside, which is my privacy, right? Right. I mean, ordinarily, if you get caught by a private security camera, maybe that's a doorbell on somebody's home or, again, the 7-Eleven example, you can go, oh, I was recorded there at that time, whatever. Maybe I'm concerned about that. Maybe I'm not. But when the police can then look at see where you've been across all of those different cameras across time, that shifts the balance slightly in a way that I think is not just a matter of efficiency, but there's something tangibly different there, especially as you say, when you start to add stuff like AI that can recognize, well, have we seen somebody with, I don't know, a red handbag anywhere in town and they can instantaneously bring that up. So when we start talking about this company, uh, Fusus, and it's in Toledo right now, is it working well in Toledo? It's hard to say how well it works specifically. All I would say is that in the documents I've seen, and this was hundreds of documents we obtained by doing freedom information requests around the entire country, law enforcement are loving it. <laughs> they, quite frankly, really, really enjoy this technology. And they say it's you know a game changer is a term that's used. Now, whether that actually translates into what we may call more effective policing, more fair policing, that's almost like another discussion on top of it. But right now, law enforcement are, from everything I've seen, they're really enjoying the results of this technology, at least. Gosh, you know, you can see so many positives for this type of setup. Even just on a personal level is that here at the studios in Phoenix, Arizona, somebody decide to tag the building and tag the signs. And so now it's like, okay, we've got to get the graffiti off the building and the signs and all sorts of And the police came over and they said, you know, show us your security cameras because uh, this particular group, person, whoever it is that they've been tagging, not only businesses, but churches and schools. And so, you know, so hopefully we could put a stop to that type of actions within a particular part of a community. But then, you know, then there's like the other side that like, well, you know, Everywhere I go now, I'm being watched and I'm not doing anything wrong, but it kind of feels a little creepy. Yeah, I mean, there are absolutely benefits, don't get me wrong, to sort of bring up another hypothetical. These cameras are also capable of doing automatic license plate reader recognition. So let's say a car got stolen or someone got carjacked. They could theoretically use this system to follow where that vehicle is going and they could much more easily track it down. I mean, that unambiguously sounds like a pretty good thing, right? And then you'll have some of the privacy advocates who bring up, I think, legitimate questions of, yes, you have this system. Yes, it may make policing more efficient. And I'm sure it would be very efficient in the case you just brought up with your own building. But it brings up those questions of, okay, how long is that data retained for? Under what sorts of crimes are the police allowed to access it? And then even just some questions about the technology is like, if you type in Let's track everybody with a black hoodie. I mean, how many people are you going to get up? That sort of thing. And these sorts of questions that I don't think communities will really know until they're actually using and grappling with the technology. And, you know, 
Maybe some communities do want to do that. Maybe some don't. But all I think is that it's worth having a conversation, even on a national level. All of these cities are having all of these conversations almost by themselves. And they may not know that, you know, one city to the next has this system. There should just be a conversation around, well, this is what surveillance looks like in 2023 now. And do we want that or do we not want it? And maybe if we do, what safeguards should there be in place? I think we're going to end it right there, Joseph. Just head over to the website, 404media.co. That's 404media.co. Thanks for being here and uh, sharing your research with us. Again, in case you want to read that whole story, it's over at 404media.co. Since our founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses, and governments. As a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing, cyber threats are evolving, and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. Let CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. Visit our website to learn more. All right, coming up, we have a letter from our listener mail. Is it possible to have Wi-Fi in an RV? Yes, of course you can have Wi-Fi in your RV. But what is the best way? I know, and I'll be telling you too. And then later on, the hidden list that tells you what apps are actually listening to everything that you say. Now, before we get to all of that, I want you to think back when all these big tech companies in the Silicon Valley, that they were all raving about all these great perks. And let me tell you, as a small business owner here in Arizona, I was feeling like this big because I'd hear about how Google is offering free gourmet meals. And I'm lucky if like I put candy in the candy dish, right? Um, what about unlimited vacation? That was always a big perk. And I would have people that I would interview. They say, do you offer unlimited vacation? I'm like, uh, no. We don't. Well, I went to somebody, I used to work for somebody who had unlimited vacation. Let me tell you, it was never unlimited. All right. There was on-campus massage rooms, pods where you could take a nap, laundry services. You get your hair done, your car washed at some of these tech companies. They had game rooms. Some of them had slides instead of stairs. I was like, okay, I'm not sure if I want that. Uh, Child care. That was a big thing with Google that you could bring your kids to work and then you wouldn't have to pay. And then they changed all that and said, well, if you're going to bring your kids to work from childcare, you're going to have to pony up. Then it was like, why do we have to do that? You could bring your dog to work. Uh, they had on-site gyms and yoga classes and wellness programs. Yeah, everything. I mean, I don't know if these people are actually working, but they were getting a lot of perks along the way. And joining us right now is our amazing content queen, Ali Seligman. And so, Ali, at my attempt to compete with all this big list, <laughs> um, I put in an air hockey table. You did. And it's pretty fun. I mean, it's it's a good time. I'm not particularly good at air hockey, but I enjoy it. Well, I'm telling you, just don't play Amber. She'll kick your butt every single time. It's incredible. It, it really is. is. Yeah, that was definitely a thing, right? All the big tech companies. Of course, that stuff has all whittled away in lots of different ways as 
they had to fire everyone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was so, bad. You know, maybe providing gourmet meals to everybody wasn't the best idea, but that was definitely a big trend. There have been so many, right? Uh, recently, we've had the Great Resignation. Remember that one? Yes. Uh, quiet Quitting. How Could You Forget It? Yes, yes I will. And quiet quitting, that was interesting to me. That was like where people were having like one job and then working another job and then for as long as they could. I actually know somebody, I'm not, I'm not friends with them, but it's like somebody who I know, like their son did that. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds quite stressful to me. Yes. Uh, lazy girl jobs, of course. That's a job where you don't have to do a whole lot and you get paid. Okay, sure. Um, but what is hot right now? What are people talking about? And the first one on my list Bare minimum Mondays. Have you heard this term? <laughs> so it's not like it's not like meatless Mondays or anything like that. <laughs> um, that could be part of it, sure. If that's your lifestyle. So it started with this influencer. Her name is Marissa Joe. She made a video, of course, on TikTok. It's got millions and millions of views. And this was her idea to combat the Sunday scaries. You know what that is, Kim? No. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's that feeling on a Sunday where you think about oh my gosh, this is all I wanted to do this weekend. And now I have to go back to the work week and I didn't get it done. And this is what I have to do at work. And you freak yourself out. Okay, see, let me tell you something. But like Sunday around four o'clock, I'm like, I can't wait for my day. (laughs) It's like, okay, I did, you know, I got everything all done. And if I didn't get it done, it was fine. It's like, I want to get back to work. Well, I will say you're a special kind of person. Uh, Not everyone feels that. The Sunday scaries, it's a real thing, right? Uh, And so her idea was, okay, I'm going to make Monday calm, I'm going to get stuff done, but I'm not going to put too much pressure on myself. So for her, that is for the first two hours of the day, no technology. Uh, then, then it's 10 o'clock. She does an hour of work and then she takes a lunch break or maybe goes on a walk. And then she do, does two more hours of work and then her day's over. Oh gosh. Excellent. Excellent. What a productive bare minimum Monday. Now, is that uh at all realistic for almost all of us. No, of course not. We can't do that. But I do think there's a good little nugget there, right? On a Monday, which can already be hard and stressful enough for a lot of us, figure out what you need to do. Prioritize that stuff. Get it done. Anything else you do get done, it's a bonus. You know what? I got to tell you, Ellie, you know, you got to put on your big girl pants. Okay. (laughs) I mean, and your big boy pants. There's a video of this gal going viral. I don't know if you saw it. I I wish I hadn't thought of this. I could have played a little bit of it. Uh, where she's like, I don't know how people have a life. I, I mean, did see that one. Yeah, it's like she's whining and crying, and you know, it's just I just want to like slap her upside the head <laughs> and say, "Come on, this this is life. This is a reality. You're 21 years old. You can figure it out." Yes, life is life is hard. It turns out, or just busy, right? It's as hard as you make it. Okay, another one: the four day a week schedule. There was just a big Gallup poll. I'm not very surprised by this. 77% of U.S. workers said working my 40 hours over four days a week instead of five would be a big life upgrade for me. You know what? That would be. And I I wish I could figure that out. Maybe we can. We'll talk about that later. Um, So (laughs) there was this huge pilot program. It was run by Cambridge University and Boston College. They got all these businesses, government agencies, a whole bunch of groups together and said, okay, for six months, Switch all of your employees to four days a week, still eight-hour days, so they were doing 32-hour weeks, and let's see what happens. They didn't change their pay. People just kept doing their work. Okay. 67% of the companies who did it said, yep, we're going to keep doing this. This is better for us. Um, Productivity rose. Employee satisfaction and wellness went up. And uh, one of the big success stories was ThreadUp. You know that site? You can sell old Mm -hmm. clothes. Yeah. Uh, They went to a a four-day-a-week schedule, and they said, 
Okay, to do it, they cut 20% of their meetings because who has time to sit in a bunch of meetings if you have fewer days? Um, 93% of people, our productivity is up. Uh, and they're, this was the big one for me. Their retention rate went up 50%. People wanted to stay there, right? Well, sure. I yeah. mean, but, I, but you know what? I, I'm going to say that I can barely, we can barely get done what we need to get done. <laughs> I mean, for sure. For a lot of businesses, yes, it is very tough to pack everything in. Right. So I think one thing to take away from this, whether or not you can really do that, less meetings. You know, I wonder, I wonder if this, like this company thread up, I wonder what else they did that behind the scenes. I mean, I wonder if they outsourced more work to like the Philippines. Maybe they did. Yeah. The things that they were talking about right they cut 20 percent of their meetings they gave everybody a tuesday as their kind of here's your stuff to get or here's your day to get stuff done your like ultra productive day i don't know that's a good good question maybe they did all right and third on the list this is the the other big trend shadow ai dun 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 so this is the name basically for when ai is secretly doing your work for you Mm. uh and secretly in many cases because one a lot of people don't want to tell their boss oh yeah actually chat gpt did that for me right or their company has banned it altogether and that is a surprising number of companies i read this story on business insider so this guy they called him blake definitely not his real name but he worked for an insurance company and the worst part of his job was looking up those medical codes and it would take forever he hated it yes and so he realized oh Bing Chat can do this for me. So he started using Bing to do it. He didn't tell anybody. And then, of course, not too long later, the company said, no AI, nobody can use it. He kept using it. Uh, surprise, his average call handle time, one of the best in the company. Later, he fessed up to a coworker, And you know what she said? What? I use it too. Oh. <laughs> but That's funny. So I am in no way, I would never say, do this against your company's policy. If your company has you know, ban you from using this, don't do it. That's dumb. But if there are repetitive tasks on your plate, things that you find yourself always looking up, always dreading, you know, that you feel like, man, I really feel like something could help me with this. That's a really good case for AI. And if it's, you know, good to go at your workplace, Might see well. how you can use it. Yeah. 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 They're probably afraid that the confidential stuff is going to be put into it. Absolutely. So, yes. Yeah. So, so we had this guy working here, uh, probably about five years ago, I would mm-hmm. say. And the HR director at that time, her name was Jamie, she, come to, she came to me and she said, I don't know what to do. I said, what do you mean? She said, every day, his name was not John, we'll just say John. Uh, every day, John at 10 a.m. would go sit in his car. And then at 2 in the afternoon, John would go sit in his car for about 30 minutes. Okay. Sometimes 45 minutes, sometimes an hour. Uh, and she's like, so, you know, he's been doing it consistently for, for a week. So I said, all right, I'll just call him in. I'll talk to him. I hate HR stuff. I just hate it. <laughs> I'm like, you know, John, what's up? And he said, yeah. He said, uh, he, fo- he said, yes, I go to my car at 10 a.m. And I go to my car at 2 p.m. And I don't know what, the, what is the problem with that. And I said, well, because, you know, while you're all the rest of the team is working, you're sitting in your car. Yeah. And he looked at me. With this goldfish, big-eyed look and said, do you mean to tell me that I am working for a company that doesn't offer power naps? <laughs> he quit. Yeah, that, that didn't last. Well, Allie, thanks for joining us, enlightening us. Maybe I'll try to have a bare minimum Monday. What do you think? I 
don't think that's going to work for us, Kim. <laughs> it's not going to work for us. <laughs> Just not going to do it. Since our founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses, and governments. As a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing, cyber threats are evolving, and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. Let CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. Visit our website to learn more. All right, letter from our listener, Mail. We also have this posted on the website in case you want some of the details about how you can have Wi-Fi in your RV from Jill in Montana. Uh, you know, of course, you can use a hotspot. It's 30 to $60 a month. But if this is really something that you're going to be using time and time again, you might want to consider getting Starlink. Yeah, I know the gear is about 100 bucks. Yeah, I know the gear is about $500, and it also costs about, I don't know, $110 a month. But those are your options. Again, if you want the links, hit the website. And back to the phones we go with Steve in Ocala, Florida. Well, I've um, recently retired, and I had a business for a number of years, and I used QuickBooks Pro for most of the time I had business. You know, it was 15 or 20 years I used it. Um, I'd like to have something for home use now. And I think QuickBooks Pro is kind of expensive and overkill for my purposes now. Sure, sure. So I'm looking for some software that would. All right. Uh, well, there are a few out there. Um, I'm a big fan of open source software that's free software that we know that is being fixed by the community. And then typically you always have some great tutorials and things with it along the way. Uh, there's a program that's been out for quite a while. It's called GNU Cash. It's GNU Cash. Uh, it's designed for personal use. It has accounting, investment tracking, uh, checkbooks. You can schedule transactions, all kinds of good things like that. Um, it doesn't have a really steep learning curve, but if you needed to get some help along the way, there's always tons of tutorials on YouTube. So that's the first one I would check out. Um, if you're looking for something that is maybe a little bit easier and not as feature-rich as GNU Cash, uh, another one to check out is Home Bank. And again, that's Home Bank. Now, if you Google search home bank, I'm going to tell you, you're going to get to a lot of banks that say home bank. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. all right. So the one that you want is, it has a .fr. It's homebank.something.fr. It's actually coming out of France. It's been around for a long time. It's been translated, I think, into like 56 different languages. Um, okay. But it's not as QuickBooks Pro-y, so to speak, as mm-hmm. GNU Cash. And so... You know, in the past, I would recommend Mint, uh, but that app is going away. So you may be tempted to say, oh, I'm going to use Mint because, you know, that's a good home budgeting uh, type of home accounting package. But Intuit has announced that that's actually going to be part of Credit Karma. So do not go the Mint route because that's going away. I don't want you to get all loaded down for the next month saying, this is going to be fabulous. And then it's like, you're going to notice in January, like, oh, not anymore. So again, two we check out, GNU Cash and Home Bank. And Steve, thanks for your call today. 
Such a great question now that mint is also going away. Let's see. We can squeeze in another call here. Uh, Becky in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hi there, Becky. Um, a little over a week ago, our local regional health care system, um, everything just went down. And within the last few days, the CEO came out and said it was a cyber attack. My question is, is what do I need to do to protect myself and to protect my health care identity? It's a big question, isn't it? Right. I mean, now yeah. we'll go, now yeah, what happens? It, it, yeah, it's really scary. Yeah. Um, well, you have to jump into action. I'm glad that you called. Uh, your first step is to make sure that you change all your passwords. Right. Uh, any well, security questions but, but associated with it? Da- everything is everything is down, and I can't change my passwords yet. Oh wow! Okay, then we got to go yeah, this, from another this, angle. Okay, this is uh, a biggie. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do here is we're going to uh, keep an eye on your bank, your credit card, your insurance statements. Okay, so on mm-hmm. your bank and your credit card, start setting up. And I know they're annoying, but you can get instant notifications for any time your credit card is used. When the card is not present, mm-hmm. uh, the same thing uh, with if it's over a certain amount, say $20, $100, whatever it may be. So you start getting these notifications. Um, I would advise you to freeze your credit uh, because this will restrict access to your credit report. That's going to make it really difficult for anybody who's going to try to steal your identity to open accounts in your name. And if you need steps on freezing your credit, we have them over on the website. Uh, now, this medical identity theft, this is a big deal. Because, like, for example, uh, somebody could go get a facelift on your account, and then when you try to use some type of benefit for to get a new knee or something like that, they're like, uh-uh, we're sorry. You know, we've already uh, went through all of your money here. So what you want to do is look at your uh, EOB statements if you get any in the mail. That's the explanation of benefits. Uh, and those are really important because you may get those in the mail, and you're like, mm, this is just junk mail. I don't have to take a look at it. But, yeah, you want to make sure that you do that. This is kind of a pain in the neck because you can't sign on and update your information, right? I mean, this is mm-hmm. kind of nutso. So that's why I think you have to you have to go really hardcore. You may even want to start paying for an identity theft uh, outfit to watch your fees and cues because a service like LifeLock, for example, they now will scour the dark web for any type of information about you that may be present. So you might want to just consider paying for something like that for, you know, even just a few months, you know, six months or maybe even a year. But definitely, definitely freeze that credit. And if you need any of the steps on how to make that magic happen, just hit the website at commando.com and just type in the search box, freeze credit. Ah, what a nightmare. Sorry you're going through all this, Becky. Are your apps listening to everything you say? You see, there's a hidden list in your smartphone that will tell you if they really are. And I'm going to tell you a way to stop the listening because when you install an app, Do you actually ever read the app's terms and conditions? Mm, Nope, no one ever does. But in all that legal mumbo jumbo, you may have given apps your permission to listen using your phone's mic and collect data and sell that data to who knows who. So how do you find out really which apps are doing this? Let's start with iPhones. On your iPhone, open your settings and tap privacy and security. And then you're going to hit the microphone. Now, this is where the magic happens. It's going to pull up a list of all the apps that are using your microphone Just toggle off the apps. You don't want picking up any conversations. Now, for Android owners, also in your settings menu, find the apps permission manager. And from there, you're going to want to disable the microphone for any apps that should not be using it. 
Telling you folks, you gotta be on your toes in today's digital world. Hey, do me a solid. Tell a couple of friends about the Kim Commando Show and podcast, because after all, knowledge is power. You can find me at commando.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.